up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of For the Love of Cinema, episode number 213, where today we will discuss Mank from Netflix and Lockdown from HBO Max, along with another episode of WandaVision. My name is Grayson Maxwell. And I'm Roger Stillian. And I'm Christopher Bond. Guys, how are you? How are you in the impending snowpocalypse coming your way? I believe the weatherman said significant weather. <laughs> Uh, significant weather advisory. I didn't realize the uh, the implications of this snowstorm because uh, we hear about them all the time and we never really get hit too hard. But uh, I think I'm going to be warm and toasty in my house even though I'm scheduled to work. It's going to be great. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Are, you guys, are you guys doing any preparing for – are you guys – you guys – you know how this stuff always happens and people run to like – and they buy all the bottled water and bread from like the, lo- the local grocery store? I mean I'm good. I yeah. went to the grocery store as normal. I I'm not worried because you need money to do that kind of thing, so it's fine. Good. Fair. Just remember, you can use snow to eat. That's true. <laughs> but 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 don't eat the yellow snow. Don't eat the, the yellow snow. That's for the extra nutrients. I was gonna say. Extra nutrients. Sterile, and I like the taste. <laughs> oh, that's uh, Patches of Hulahan. Yep. From Dodgeball. That's a funny. I gotta watch that again. The funny movie. Dodgeball is still pretty funny. Yeah, it is. What else is going on, guys? Anything else? No, you guys watching <laughs> besides the besides the stuff we watched for the week? Did you watch anything else? I didn't watch any other movies this week. Um, stupid Valentine's Day! That movie is on repeat. Oh, it is because it is Valentine's Day. I mean, it is. Recording. We are recording on Valentine's Day, twenty twenty one. Much like Listen. Groundhog's Day, um, they are playing that on a loop on one of the channels, and I realized that I watched that movie years ago when it came out. And God, it's a disaster too. Oh God, it's bad. It's like real bad. <laughs> what is Va- Valentine's Day? Yeah. Oh, and yeah, yeah. Like, I thought you were talking about Groundhog's Day. Fam- there's a ton of famous people in that movie too. Like yeah, a ton. A ton. And yeah, had, like, New Year's Eve was the other one. Awful. Yeah, there's a few of them. Yeah. Yeah, terrible. I mean, I didn't. You know, this this week I rewatched that Vacation remake, which is actually kind of funny. The one with Ed Helms and Christina Applegate. Yeah, I as a yeah yeah I I I kind of laughed a few times. I, I don't remember liking it when it came out. and was kind of disappointed, but there 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 was a few good laughs in there. When they when they couldn't when they kept changing their um navigation system, and then it was just this angry Korean guy yelling at them every step of the way. <laughs> that was pretty funny. Too. I forgot about that. I need but, that. Uh, I, I need a life coach that'll do that. Just yell at you. Follow me. Yell at me in Korean. <laughs> don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> that was smacks you in the back was, of the head. That was slightly racist, sir. Slightly. <laughs> I'm starting to rewatch the. Um, well, you see, I, what I what I do when I'm working uh, at my desk for doing the busy work on um, paying accounting bills is I hey, listen. Job to, down there. Whoa. Yes. You what? Do something while you're there. I, you were I am actually. Pay, yes, I'm paying bills. God, stop, Where? stop. I didn't. Um, I listen to movies, and this week I listened to the Dark Knight trilogy and started Harry Potter. So and and then and then every day I finished a Dark Knight movie. Books. Yeah, I know. He's it's a little weird. I think you're doing that wrong. And then I, I after I listen to them, of course I have to watch them because I you know just so. But I've been watching the Dark Knight trilogy, and I'm, I got to be honest, this is the first time I've looked. This trilogy is like not favorably, and I, and I can't figure out why. I mean, I know you not why know that audio books are a thing. I don't want to listen to audio because with, with movies I've seen a million times, I know the dialogue in and out. I could probably write the film, but I don't audio books. I don't, when I'm working, I'm actually paying attention to what I'm doing. And 
I would miss some details. But in a movie, it doesn't matter because I've seen them a million times. So as you're, as you're re-listening and watching the Dark Knight trilogy, are you realizing that the first movie is not the strongest in that trilogy? Is no, that no. I No, that's very much still true for me. At, at least for me, Yikes. it is the stronger. Wow. I mean, you guys can disagree all you want, but I'm I will. Sure. <laughs> we will. I'm pretty sure if you, you know, under under a panel of people that do this for a living, uh, they would also agree with that. I mean, you're you're well. down two to one in the room of the guys you work with. I understand so. that, but I mean, I okay. Well, that, agree to disagree on that one. We all, you know, opinions I want to are. Agree to disagree. We would just straight up disagree. <laughs> <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. There's no friendly disagreement here. <laughs> All right, all right, all right. That said, Boo this man. This is episode 213 of Ford Love of Cinema, a podcast about movies, film, and cinema, which posts each and every Tuesday at 5 a.m. on Podbean, which then distributes to iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Amazon Music. Each and every week, we start with the box office curtain, upcoming releases, what's streaming, some news, trailers, and the movies of the week. So let's get in the box office. I'm actually kind of jazzed to talk about the box office week because this movies came out and you can talk about it. It's nice. It, has finally happened. The Crude is back in number one. <laughs> a movie wow. that is a movie that's like twelve weeks old is back in the number one spot. Which so it brought in two million this week, bringing its worldwide to one hundred and fifty one point four million. <sighs> Judas and the Black Messiah taking the number two spot, bringing in two million, bringing its worldwide to two point four million. The Little Things, 1.9 million, bringing its worldwide to 17 million. Wonder Woman, 1984, bringing in only 1.3, bringing its total to 157. So it's still a little bit ahead of the crude, but not by much. And The Marksman, still number five, 1.1 million, bringing its worldwide to 13.8. If if someone had asked you, you know, a, a month ago, if what would what would do better box office in its total life? marksman or monster hunter what, what, what would you have said i mean who cares about either one i mean, that's that's fair but absolutely the marksman i don't know i i think i probably would have said the marksman but now that i'm singing about it because i mean i don't understand how it didn't do better COVID or not than monster hunter but in, i i guess in a non-covid world monster hunter would have just clean shot because of the asian market i think would have dominated over there that's a, that, that's an enormous franchise over across the sea, right? I mean, Chris, you would know that more than I would. Well, it's I think it's just about as even as it is over here. It's just a you know, I don't know. Like the Asian market for that is definitely going to take off just as much as it would here if it's going to be a good movie though too. Because word of mouth is going to push that thing along and keep it rolling. Because you know the perception of video game movies is lovely. Yeah, so. we actually have a little bit of news this week about that, but let's get through the. This first, so that's 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 a box of nothing really. I mean, there's no look. There's not going to be a shakeup for for some time now. Um, I mean, and I don't think anyone thought anything would change. But let's get into what's streaming. I found some interesting things today. We're going to look at Hulu. First one, Palm you've Springs, got Hulu. <laughs> always Palm Springs on Hulu, but you've got Mail by director Nora Ephron. Uh, Tom Hanks, Meg Ryan, Greg Kinnear, Parker Posey, Steve Zahn, Dave Chappelle, Tom Hanks, classic Tom Hanks. Uh, look, you've heard about that. In that movie. Yeah, oh. I, I, I I forgot that um Steve Zahn was also in that movie. Isn't that isn't that kind of wicked? Um, not that it. You know, it's really a weird like a weird few movie appearances where like he he either is just there and it's all right, or he he has killed it in like two of the two of them where he shows up has like one role has like one scene and it's like all right. All right, Dave Chappelle can act for a minute. This is neat. Yeah, Speaking no. of 
Speaking of that, I I thought it was that was that him and my best friend's girl. I was like half asleep when I watched that on Friday night. I thought that was Dave Chappelle, but again, I was first ten minutes of that movie, I was already asleep. My bad. I don't want to rewatch I mean, it. So we always talk about him in A Star Is Born. Yeah, I was gonna say yeah. he's just absolutely stellar. Oh, he does have that like small little. Yep, that's, little, what, that's what I mean. Yeah, you want to talk about stars? That, that's the movie that got just undeservedly snubbed, and it just it's, I still think about that from time it to time. It was too famous. <laughs> they made too yeah, much. Sean, Sean, <laughs> Sean Penn's like, oh, he'll have another chance to win Best Picture. You, Sean Penn, get out of here! I don't want to kick you in the crotch. Oh. All right, the oh, second wow. movie you should, you should check like out Sean on Hulu. Dress. <laughs> right yeah, absolutely, he would. And Sean Penn, what minus nine thousand. <laughs> The next yeah, he would match on YouTube. Yeah, he would absolutely destroy me. Anyway, moving on. The next one you should check out if you have time. Regarding Henry by director Mike Nichols, Harrison Ford, Annette Benning. That is an early J.J. Abrams writing project, 1991. Of course, that's you know check out Harrison Ford. That's you know not in the beginning of Harrison Ford, but after he's been big for a, a while. Uh, check that one out if you've never seen that. It's actually famous for many different reasons. Third one, I just it made me giggle when I saw it. Our idiot brother by director. Jesse Peretz, <clears throat> Paul Rudd, Elizabeth Banks, Zoe Deschanel, Rashida Jones, Emily Mortimer, Steve Coogan, Catherine Hahn, TJ Miller, Sterling K. Brown, Hugh Nancy, 2011. I actually found that one to be kind of, I don't know what the word is, but Paul Rudd is kind of wholesome when I think about him. And he's just, he, he plays that guy who never really grew up and his siblings are all worried about him. But of course, in the end, it turns out that he is the more grown up one. The siblings are the ones that were catching up. But uh, that one's kind of funny and it's got a great cast. Um, if you haven't seen that one, if you heard all those names, like oh, you haven't seen it, you should definitely check that out because it's it's a it's it's a it's a decent one. Roger, do you remember that one or, or Chris? Either one of you guys? I mean, I've watched it years ago, but <clears throat> yeah, I can't remember too much about it, but I remember really kind of enjoying it. Uh, but that's available on Hulu as well. So I got something else for you guys to stream on Netflix because the Chappelle Show is back on Netflix. Oh, that's right, yeah. Because <laughs> he took they took it off till he got paid correctly, <laughs> so it's back. You should oh, watch yeah, the, that. The Chappelle Show is that's what that's early two thousands. That's like that was huge. I was in college for, when that came out. Yeah, yeah that was huge for two or three years, like massively enormous, and then it just kind of went away because he yeah, kind of he got burned down. They offered him fifty million dollars to do one more season. He said he couldn't do it. Jeez, wow, million. That's a lot of money. Uh, that is a ton of money. Like that's Game of Thrones money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. Probably more than Game of Thrones. Seven million an episode <laughs> for the show for a thirty-minute sketch comedy show. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's talk about some some recent news. Uh, and if you haven't noticed, I mean, we are in the we are, I guess, entering the age of you're gonna get you're gonna start getting a ton of video game adaptions. Um, and for those people like my father, who always thought that video games were were, were kind of a fad, you got another news coming, man, because these are gonna be massive. The Last of Us, uh, very notably because both of the installments have won Game of the Year. Um, both of them have been just phenomenally critically praised. Um, Pedro Pascal has been cast as Joel, and uh, Bella Ramsey has been cast as Ellie. How do you feel about that, Grayson? Uh, so a little bit of I when I when I first saw that earlier in the week, I was kind of livid, not because I don't think either one of them is very talented or. I'm not. This is not a slight against either one of them as actors. They're both great, and they both, you know, have proven their chops. Pedro Pascal um, and the the young Bella Ramsey in Game of Thrones. Uh, they're both fine actors and actresses, but it just to me, it just wasn't. 
who I pictured as Joel and Ellie. And it's just, it's, that's just me being so in love with Joel and Ellie as the PlayStation franchise that, but after Ro- Roger verbally slapped me around for a few minutes, I, I, I was okay it was more with More than it. a few minutes. <laughs> yeah, and it was more than a slapping. But yeah, I'm, I've been kind of warming up to the idea of – I'm, I'm still not to the point where that would have been my casting choice, but I think they'll, they'll do okay. And, and this is as far as I'll go with this one, but Neil Druckmann was in charge of casting for the show. And when you – that makes way more sense when you factor in Neil Druckmann. But everything that man touches as far as creativity is gold. You know, it just does very well on PlayStation and whatever else. So, and, and, Na- and Naughty Dog, his company, well, the company that he's in with. So, I, I really don't have any reason to distrust his casting choice. I'll be honest, that was me just flying off the handle. But <laughs> <laughs> I look, I look, Neil Druckmann has yeah. not given me any reason to, to distrust his choices. So, as far as I'm concerned right now, th- I'm sure they will, it will be a great show. I'm sure they'll do, they will knock it out of the park. So, is, is this, a, Ryan, is this a show or a movie? No, it's a it's 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 a show. It's an HBO show. Okay, gotcha. So like, so I'm I'm not a fan of The Last of Us, really. I'm like one of the, I'm in, and I know I'm in, I'm in the minority there, but I hope this is wildly successful because I want more good adaptations from you know from video games because there are some really good stories out there that could just just fly off the charts with you know just viewership and what they could do with them. So and longevity on top of it, there's like, so much material that they could take from, like Borderlands. Oh, yeah. listen! I'm <laughs> listen. I'm excited about that. I don't care how I'll be the I'll be the most excited person to be disappointed in a movie theater. When it comes out. <laughs> well, here's the thing about here's the thing about That's Borderlands though. This week, yeah. Here's the other thing about Borderlands though is like it's such an odd choice for a, a, an adaption to a film that. Well, well, no. I, I, here's the thing. I semi agree with you, but for probably a different reason. I think Borderlands could be a legendary TV show. Yes, it could. There's so much That's there. That's right. Instead of trying to cram it into two hours, yeah. you could have a gigantic open world Borderlands. Yep, you know what? You know what? Actually, because Jack Black has, has been cast as Claptrap, baby. Claptrap. You, know, <laughs> you, you, you know what kind of niche this could fall into? And this is just me, just, you know, off the top of my head spitballing, is this could capture the, the Serenity Firefly people if it's done well, like it's kind of quirky but funny, but ser- but serious at times, this really could fall into that kind of thing. I mean, you know what's going to be messed up about Borderlands? They're going to make this movie and they're going to try to make it PG thirteen, oh and I'm going to burn a studio to the ground. Okay, listen, I won't see it if it's PG thirteen. <laughs> I'm lying. I'll see it still, but I'll be really mad about it. I mean, oh, and like, I, I, I don't I actually I don't even know if it's a film or it's a TV show, but it's supposed, it's supposed to be a movie. Yes, yeah, supposed to be. Oh, a okay, movie. I thought it was going to. Okay, though, I was right about that, but that's. There's a whole host of people that have signed on to that one. Let me bring that up. I didn't bring that up. The, um, the other thing about this that is like another fan base it could pull in. It could pull. It could pull in Mad Max fans too because it has that vibe in an eye rolly kind of way. But it's just that whole universe is just insane. If if you're yeah. listening to this and you don't know anything about it, just Google it. And That's like, fun. It's <laughs> nuts. It, it's it's absolutely crazy. It's over the top. It's. It's an absolute just fun ride. No, it's it's a TV series. It's a TV it? series. Oh, yeah, at, at least according to according to IMDb, it's a TV There's series. So many big names tied to that too. So yeah, it's Jack Black as Claptrap. Yep. obviously you got Kate Blanchett as Lilith. Yeah, which I agree with. Sure, no, I'm I'm, I'm here for that. <laughs> and you got Jamie Lee Curtis as Tannis. I'm okay with that mm-hmm. too. Yep. 
And then we got Kevin Hart is rolling. Yes. <laughs> yes. I accept this is okay. <laughs> well, okay, so take his performance in that weird Nazi murder movie that we watched with him in that But that's a, that's a you mean well, hold on. Well, um uh, Jojo Rabbit. Yeah. Yes. That's a great movie though. Yeah. yeah. I, I, again, you're I have no reason to doubt anything I've heard so far because they've all been great examples. Yeah. And this is Eli Roth doing it, so that's okay. You know, yeah. the bear Jew himself stepping out of the cave with a ball bat <laughs> to cave in somebody's skull. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I just, I'm really hopeful for this, because th- I mean, these two things here, how big The Last of Us is with their, with their rabid fan base, and then how much fun they can have with Borderlands, and if they do it right, how good that could be. Yeah, but it really could, though. Get some more I mean, content that's quality. I just did a quick search, and um, Taika Watiti is apparently attached as well good that was yeah he's but i mean he is what's who is he in um thor the the big guy what's that guy's Korg. Korg. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> off, ghost. Awesome. Like, brick? i don't know who he's gonna be Korg. but it says he's like is he that. gonna be brick that'd be oh, awesome that'd be sweet see like this has potential and i can and much like mank to like we're gonna talk about mank today if you don't there's really no reason I don't see a Borderlands movie, which I've seen now movie and TV series. I don't know which it is, but I don't really see people who are <clears throat> uninterested in the game to really, you know, it, it takes a you have to be interested in that material, I think, to be kind of pulled into that. But maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. So the Marvel movies started out the same way. You know what I mean? You know, they didn't start out as big as they were. People found out from word of mouth and from you know the acclaim how good this was or how big this was you know because of the fan base that already exists it's the same thing here it's the same math so it just it all depends on how much time and effort they put in this and what it could be no well i disagree i mean look if it, the, the the marvel stuff iron man certainly deserved if iron man gets credit for starting it that's yeah it, it, well it he, the, you're missing the, the the biggest point it just has to be good yeah if you keep making bad ones They'll stop letting you make them. Mm-hmm. You keep making good ones, they'll let you make them. I don't know. I mean, DC keeps making movies, and as of right, as I mean, they're just well. That's what happens when when money with no direction. <sighs> yeah. yeah. Okay. You're right about that. Or like they're just not they're they're not committed to like a path. You know, they just kind of make movies that kind of exist in the same universe. Kind of don't. An- so that's a big deal. Think, another thing to think about in this vein is Game of Thrones, and I know it's a household name. It's even on like weird sci-fi discovery documentaries that I watched today at work. But like Game of Thrones, it's content that start out with, that's not a big thing. People weren't into medieval fantasy on such a large scale. But the show, they are. But the show blew up. Uh, no, and, hold on, yeah. hold on a second. Lord of the Rings brought that back years ago. I mean twenty I, years ago. That's not the point though. The point is is that as something available as a showrunner that went eight seasons, you know, not well no, I most households aren't into medieval fantasy. It's just not a thing. But that show was good, high quality, and it blew up because of word of mouth, and then it was everywhere after a couple of seasons. I disagree with you on the medieval fantasy thing because Harry Potter and – I mean they're both kind of – and Lord of the Rings are kind of that way. And like those are both household names. It's just Game of Thrones was really good. It had nothing to do with medieval fantasy. It was just – it was fantastic. I mean it was, it was, the, the writing was spot on. Those first few seasons were as good as anything. Yeah, I was – you're gonna say anything, or it's gonna be the no, awkward silence? I, I heard you. You said you disagree, so that's fine. You're allowed to be I mean, wrong. The, the, no, fine. but I don't understand what you're talking. Like, I don't understand. After the Fellowship of the Ring comes out, medieval fantasy is everywhere. I mean, for 
from 2002 to like 2006, there were like seven movies that tried and failed to be Lord of the Rings in these big budget hundred million dollar epics that tried and just didn't last because they were terrible. If you're counting, if you're counting Russell Russell Crowe's Robin Hood, I'm gonna be mad at you. I'm not. That's I mean that's a different that's a whole different story. <laughs> but I'm I'm not. I mean look at Aragon. I mean that that was supposed to be a three a three picture deal. They put like three hundred million dollars into three movies and it didn't make it past the first one. Yeah. So I mean that's the whole thing with that. I mean but Game of Thrones just came along at the right time and it was good. Massive. Same, same with Iron Man, like the start to start off the Marvel Universe. The first few movies were just good, with the exception of Iron Man Two. But that's a, but it had already gained a no notoriety up to that point. I guess. I disagree. I disagree Nothing wrong with Iron Man. I too. disagree with what you said though on the whole um, saying that like you know Lord of the Rings did it first, and then all this stuff tried to get made. I think you're proving my point for me. Lord of the Rings blew up, and then we saw things like Aragon, but they failed because they weren't done well, so they didn't take off. Now everybody didn't watch those. Even though they loved Lord of the Rings and they didn't know they liked medieval fantasy, all of a sudden now they do. They still didn't go watch Aragon because it was shit. So, once again, I think the point is is that Game of Thrones comes out and it is good, so it did blow up and so yeah. But the fact the fact that it was good though, but same. I mean, Narnia, those were three okay. I mean, the, they, they they were okay, first but they didn't. Good. Narnia is good. The first one, yeah. The other one, no, yeah. no. Then the, the, <laughs> descending scale of bad. Yeah, yeah. Of course they. But I mean, we got. I don't understand how they make three and not the rest. I mean, I can understand you making two and then stopping, but three and then stopping. That's just, I mean, didn't they change studios or whatever too? Yeah. Yeah. The the, the last one went through a whole bunch of changes and it didn't make any money. That was death for that one. But yeah, well, I guess the, the overarching point is, is if they make this borderlands and this last of us good, we'll get more of these. And that's just a gold mine of things for us to enjoy and money that they can make. So it works out for everyone. So don't screw it up. I mean, I think you're right about that. I think, I have every. I'm not entirely sold on the yeah, casting choice for the six Resident Evil movies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> anything is possible. I think we can do better than that. Um, I mean, look, I just The Last of Us. I if it's anything like the games are, are then it'll be fantastic. There's seven. There's seven. Um, okay, and, and and there's a couple of animated movies that went to Netflix, and I'm okay with that though. I don't ever yeah. judge the. Listen, you can make. I'm here to watch. Listen, if I found out that the Borderlands thing was animated. I'd still watch it. Yep, hundred percent. Yeah, you know of course. There, there could be fun there too if they just make it. If they make it R rated, still because yeah. you know, think just, of, just make it good. Think of Into the Spider Verse. Think of how good that could be. <laughs> like it's Into the Spider Verse. Possibilities. You can tell we're a bunch of a bunch of gaming nerds too because we know the potential here, and no one wants to tap into it, and it's frustrating as hell to see. Well, and when they do tap into it, they do a really sh- bad job. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, for a long time, Hollywood just didn't get video game movies but i mean i think they're starting to Hollywood doesn't get a lot of things but it's well, i mean i mean everyone can agree with five. Oh my god give it to me just just that world period it doesn't matter what story you tell give I mean, me it's... the trevor diaries <laughs> give it to me <laughs> that give be... me a tv show that's about a show trevor on, that's a show on fx that's where that's going if that happens <laughs> wait did you say gta yeah yeah <laughs> wasn't that wasn't that like crank you remember those movies with Jason Statham? That's probably yeah. that's not entirely that's yeah, inaccurate. That's not bad. Those movies were those movies were pretty I insane. Man. Make more movies in the Crank universe. Doesn't doesn't he survive falling from a plane and then he just yeah. gets up and goes about his oh, business? No, like, that's pretty cool. That's how the first one ends. Is yeah. he hits the ground and then the second one picks up right where it leaves off? Right? Yeah. And they oh yeah. And then okay, I got you. And then he has to keep oh. his heart going. And then he has to have sex with <laughs> Amy Smart in the car. Like okay, yeah. I got I got I got you. Yeah. 
Those were those were fun though. We're those were John Wick before Frankie. John Wick. This is where the whole video game <laughs> discussion got us. <laughs> World beats Crank Three. <laughs> Just but before we move off, those were kind of John Wick before John Wick was John Wick. Kind those of, yeah. Movies. I, mean, I don't think that's. I don't think that's too just difficult thing to say. Stop though. John Wick just doesn't turn off once it begins in all three of their movies. Yeah, but they're so good. Though. That's the thing. Oh, they are. Yeah, it's not just like mindless drivel. It's actually good. You know what I mean? Like that's the whole thing. But I want to like turn on a John Wick movie while I'm gaming. You know, like on like you know one of my other PC monitors, and then game. But I know I'm just gonna watch the John Wick movie the whole time. So what's the point? You know what I mean? I'm just gonna. I just need to watch them. No, I got you. I got you. Well, let's, we've talked a little long about video games. Let's um, the 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 release schedule hasn't really changed a lot in the coming weeks. You still have the Mertinian, which was this week, and Nomadland, uh, which will oh excuse me, Judas and the Black, Judas and the Black Messiah was what's the date? Today's fourteen. Okay, sorry, I get my we get mixed up. That was this weekend. Uh, this coming weekend, we have the Mer the Mertinian goes wider, Nomadland goes wider, um, and then we have Tom and Jerry. Uh, and then at the beginning of March, of course, we have SpongeBob, Chaos Walking, Coming to America, Ray and the Last Dragon. None of that's changed. Well, I, we need to talk about Raya for 30 seconds. Okay. So they paywalled that. You see that? Did they? It's Did they really? On, it's going to be on Disney Plus Premier Access. It's going to be 30 bucks. Just like Mulan. Oh, no, my goodness. That's going to make zero dollars. So, like, oh, no, no. We said that about Mulan, and apparently it made a boatload of money. Why are they doing this to the Asian market? Yeah, but uh, what, Mulan had the name behind it. Of, Out of the pattern. True. <laughs> but uh, we'll, look, we'll see how – I'll bet you Rhea does nothing. I, I'm willing to bet Rhea does very little money. Let's play a game. Is it racist? Is Rhea racist? <laughs> no, it's just – I can't believe Disney's paywalling this. It seems like it's just a specific – maybe – I wonder I what know. the numbers are behind that. I wonder, mm. how, I, wonder how much, I wonder how much on U.S. side paid for Mulan compared to their Chinese market. Well, Mulan had the name and the fact that it, you know, is people love the original, the animated, and it's you know, live action. And it was live action. Yeah, that's the thing. But like Ray and the Last Dragon, every time I watch that trailer, I'm like, I, I'm not, I don't. This Listen, is. I think it looks enough. really pretty. I'm interested in it. You know, as time has gone on, I've become more and more interested in it. But I am not paying thirty bucks for this. It's not well, that's, but, but but that's all I am is interested. It'll that's become something. free. I think June fourth. That's what they said. Like and that's when the movie comes out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be it'll be ninety days. Yeah, ninety days on the premiere access. It has to do with how much each market paid for Mulan specifically. If it's going to be another, it's themed the same way. Again, though, I just hope it's good. I do too. I want it to be good, but it's just I don't know. That this seems like an. They said, nah. I, I, oh, I can't stand it. Well, I back. So hold on. I think there's a reason for this, and I may be a hundred percent wrong. But I think this is the test for Black Widow. Mm. Okay, I see what you're doing there. I don't see why this would be a test for Black Widow and not. not? I mean, Rain and the Last right. Dragon doesn't. You fall got into... nothing else coming. This yeah, is I was, was going to say it's the only Disney thing on yeah. the slate. I was going to say name another Disney movie coming out that they can test it with being so close. That's true. I mean, they drop the ball on Soul, mm-hmm. so you can't. Well, you can't I, I, I'll bet you. I bet you Black Widow comes out day and date in theaters as well. I mean that's fine. I agree with but that. But if they put it behind a thirty dollar paywall on, it'll be twenty if it comes up in theaters too. I bet. Yeah. Well, I mean, hold on. What's HBO Max? Fifteen bucks a month. 15, yeah. Yeah. Fourteen ninety nine. Yeah, I can see it being fourteen ninety nine right right off the bat. I, would, people... I, I bet they're more related. I bet you they're related. No. Yeah. It, it, that is a good point. It's absolutely possible. 
I don't know. I, I think it could be either that or, like I said, just you know how much how much the Chinese market paid for Mulan and them going for the money on it. Again, though, that does not mean it doesn't have to do anything to do with Black Widow because the oh, yeah. superhero movies are wildly successful True. in the Asian True. market. Yep. Yeah. So yeah. So that that's a thing. But uh, man, I can't. I didn't get. I didn't catch that. That's yeah. a, I think that's a the bad. The more we expound, the more I'm like, yeah, I bet you this is the same thing. Oh, I hate it when companies do this kind of stuff, but it, it is what it is. Well, you it's it. it's 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 precedent internet, setting. <laughs> <laughs> what it is is it, it it's precedent setting, and that's the problem. Of yep. what see, well, I, mean, what, I think it's already been set with Wonder Woman, right? You sure. can't. Here, we we really need to move on from this. Back in the box. We really need to move on from this. But one thing I will say, it's kind of puzzling. Right, it's to just me. kind of that's how we talk about lockdown, and that's fine. Jesus. Uh, it's, 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 I, here's what I don't get is Disney kind of, their thing is, I mean, putting animated movies in the theaters has always been their thing, only because that's what it was for a long time. But this kind of undermines what they're, I mean, this kind of, I, Netflix, I 100% could see doing this. It's Disney Plus doing this that, like, why would you still do that? Why would you? undermine yourself in the big bucks movie theater business because if you distribute it yourself you don't pay distributors oh i i get that i do i just it's weird that they're the ones trying to set a set a precedent for this stupid paywall crap well the other thing is too with black widow this will be the last thing so we can actually move on with black widow when it gets put behind a paywall not if when it gets put behind a paywall this movie has been in the can for more than a year it is done they have to be losing money on it so, you know, think about it like that. Oh, that's fair. Okay, we, we got to move on. Money on anything? Nope. All right, let's move on. Uh, we talked about that. Let's talk about some trailers real quick. Uh, let's do Yes Day first. Now, if you're un- if you're unfamiliar, which you may be, because no one watches trailers anymore. Yes Day is directed by Miguel Arteta. It is Jennifer Garner. Uh, Jen- Jennifer Garner. Um, is the, she's she's the lead, and she her and her family are kind of in a rut. And this is this is a kids movie, but it's they're they then have a day where they say yes to everything their kids want to do. Uh, I mean, this is you know it's one of those feel good movies where droves of family members would take kids for the first two weeks, and then it would very harshly fall off. Very, I mean, very quickly fall off to almost nothing after that. But I do think it's got some kind of a pull to it. I do think it's got some kind of weird family charm. And of course, I'm the, I'm the one saying this. And I'm the only one in this podcast who doesn't have kids. But I want to kind of get your guys' take on that, about the, about, the, about the premise of the movie. I think the premise of this movie is terrible. I think it sets a dangerous precedent. Children. That's <laughs> <laughs> single-handedly tear families apart. Borderline tear, reckless. Tear them asunder. But no, it's well, also okay to tell your kids no. Yeah, I, I mean, you, you definitely have to. But I don't know. This movie just seems like it's gonna. I, I think me and Roger both said it before we started. This thing looks cringy. There's but so- the, the, this is just Yes Man repackaged into a different. I mean, that's all. Can we agree with that? That's all this movie is. The, the Jim yeah. Carrey movie repackaged. I mean, that, that's fine. But yeah. yeah, it doesn't. I have no. Unless we have to watch this for this podcast, I will never view this movie. Same. We, 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 it, it comes out March. Uh, March twenty, March twelfth, twenty. But it's, that's funny because it wasn't on the, it wasn't on the release schedule. No, it just sort of came. Yeah, it's kind of funny. But yeah, I mean, right now it's slated for March. We have to assume that Netflix just has, just days and days and days of of things just backed Dumb. up someplace ready to go right. that they haven't even talked about. 
They yeah, have, this is this is a Netflix original, so I mean that's that's also a thing yeah, too. They're just they're just pulling things out and like oh let's throw it out there. Brr. They don't care. They don't care. Brr. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's talk about that one. I think it's kind of a it's kind of a whatever it is. Let's talk about happily, which this looks like the more interesting of the two, but it takes a couple of weird turns. I'm pretty quick. So yeah, we were when we watched this trailer, me and Chris. At first, I have an idea what I think happily is, and then it goes like wildly the other way. Like I don't know what. And then it turns one more time. Like I think at some point they're going into a movie like The Hunt, you yeah. know, or like some most dangerous game style. I, I don't know. And then I watch a man get electrocuted. So I, <laughs> that's you know that's it. actually when the when the trailer starts happily, I, I kind of you think it's going to be now. Of course, the thumbnail on on YouTube when I watched the trailer was was him holding a gun, so I knew it wasn't going to be like this. But I kind of thought it was going to be like. Uh, a couple's in a rut and they have to do something to get out of a rut. So they're going to do whatever they have to do to be happy. Kind of like, like murder. Um, but then, of course, it takes a really weird pivot partway through the trailer to, you know, a very, very much like a – they have to murder other couples. Or what's that movie with Jason Bateman and Rachel McAdams? Date Night. No, that, I like that, that, that movie. I like Date that Night. Was, night. Wait, was that Date Night or was that – what's one yeah. with Steve, with Steve was Carell Steve. and Tina Fey? That was Date Night. What was the one with um, That's where Jason they pretend Bateman. to be somebody else. Okay, yeah, but it's that kind of weird – Movie that I don't think worked entirely, but it was kind of funny at times. But yeah, never but Night worked. Game. Date Night was hilarious. Uh, but this one doesn't look like it's. I'll bet you this one doesn't work. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm calling it now. But Joel McHale, uh, Joel McHale and Natalie Zia, I think could be could be okay. I guess I don't know. But his 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 wife is Carrie Beach. Um, she she was um Sub-beach. she was in the the she was the star of the eighth. Or the, the ninth season of Scrubs, which only made it half a season, and we don't talk about the ninth season of Scrubs. Just like we don't talk about there the eighth season, season of Game Shut no, up. No, I, I, I agree 100%. Another show I've never watched. Really good until the ninth season. <laughs> yeah, again, really good until the last season. Like, what the hell? Uh, well, anyways, th- this just looks weird. I mean, it's, a, it's classified on IMDb as a dark romantic comedy. Dark romantic comedy. That's an extremely <laughs> obscure... <laughs> type of movie here's the here's the let me just read the description let me read the description on imdb a dark romantic comedy tom and janet have been happily married for years but a visit from a mysterious stranger leads to a dead body a lot of questions and tense couples trip with friends who may not actually be friends at all does that sound like a movie that you would be in line to watch at a movie theater no yeah i i I can't like dark romantic comedy like i can't wrap my mind around that yeah, it's kind of an odd combination of words and sentence. Uh, look, I, watch the trailer. If 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 you're sold, then you will of course be excited for it. It also has a March release date. Uh, this will come and go on streaming, and no one will care. I have <laughs> I have a hunch that no one's going to care about this. Listen, look, look, you laugh, but you think I'm wrong. We had to pick a movie to watch of the two. <laughs> it's happily all day. <laughs> just because here's the thing. Just because I, I don't know what it's about. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I, I think know how Yes Jennifer, Man plays out. Look, fine. You might know how Yes Man plays out, but Jennifer Garner, I think, is worth the. Uh, she's usually a cut I would of rather ball. watch a movie with Joel McHale than Jennifer Garner. I like how you just called it Yes Man? Yeah, he did. Oh, uh, yes. Oh, yeah, I did. <laughs> yes Man 2, the sequel, 12 years later. Man, um, I would definitely rather watch a movie with Joel McHale in it than yeah. Jennifer Garner. That's, 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 that's fair. fair. That's fair. All right, let's that's move fair. on. I'm not exactly the wheelhouse for her fans. 
No, but she does. She does okay. I mean, I really love the thirteen going on thirty. I, I love. I love most of her movies. I just adore. So yeah, that's cool. That's that's that's, that's cool, bro. Thanks, bro. Cool, bro. Bruh. All right, let's quickly catch up on WandaVision. Let's take five minutes to talk about the newest WandaVision episode. It's this newest video. Wait, we're talking about the newest one? I thought we were yeah. talking about episode five. Okay, we talked about episode five last week, didn't we? Mm-hmm. We show prep so no. hard, guys. We talked okay, about well, episode, episode five then. Let's talk about – oh, we did. You're right because Chris, that's right. Mm. So let's talk about episodes uh, – okay, let's talk about episodes four and five then. Chris, are you caught up? Yes. All right. Uh, what do you guys think about – where WandaVision sits at the end of episode five. Awesome. Yep. Yeah. I'm all in. in, baby. Yep. Episode three is all took. I was like, all right, cool. Let's do this. Every person that asks me how I think about WandaVision, I'm just like, just get to episode three. Yep. When you get to episode three, if you're out, stay out. It's fine. You won't be out. Guaranteed. Well, I mean, that's so the nice, thing. It's so nice that it's short episodes. It fits really well for what we're what, what they're doing. I, th- yeah. I, th- I think I think you're right about that. Um, she's really good. Of course, Paul Bettany has proven his chops again and again. He's awesome. Um, I you know what thing? I don't like? I hate his hair. I hate like his his whimsy flipped over hair. Mm-hmm. I don't like that. I, I hate like everything. I, I I hate everything about when 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 he's human is the only time I like him. I don't like him as as Vision when he's red. I just don't. Um, and let me ask you guys this: You guys are into it now. I now I'm a huge fan of the Marvel stuff. I love overarching stories. I love a continuous story. Why don't I like WandaVision? I can't figure it out. So you don't like WandaVision? I'm, I'm not saying I don't like it. I'm saying I'm as of right now, I can't understand why it's, why it's been made. I think it's amazing. And I think by the end of this season, we're going to see exactly why it was made and it's going to link a whole bunch of stuff together. Here's, yeah. here's one of my great fears. Here's one of my absolute great fears as it pertains to the Marvel Universe is this somehow ends with Vision or that character. I, I say Vision, but I mean Paul Bettany being back in the Marvel Universe. This of is what course I, that's how it ends. That's what they're doing. But the, can, 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 can people just stop doing the Pirates of the Caribbean syndrome where no one stays dead? Can we just please First have off, characters die and stay dead? Book. Do you know anything about Vision? Do you know anything I, about comic books? I'm going to say what I said to you. I'm going to say what I always say with the Star Wars and the books. People are like, oh, but in this book. No, no, no. As of right now, whatever we have seen or haven't seen are separate. Characters they choose to bring from the comics, fine. But until they do that, the comics remain separate. Even with that stance, do you know anything about Vision? I don't. I mean, outside of what, what I know him. Robot, bro. Outside of what I know about him in... The 24 movies from Marvel, I don't know anything about Vision. So he's a robot. And if a robot were to get deactivated, you can reactivate a robot. Is he a robot or is he the stone personified? He is, a robot. He is not the stone. The stone, ga- the stone gave him true sentience. He is a robot. And robots can once pass. Hit, once hit, once robots hit. can be turned off and turned back yep. on. Yeah, robots can robots can give human DNA and give necessary components for a child. See, this what, is this is where. Hold on, hold on. What about this makes you think the kids are real? <laughs> I have a real problem with that. Well, I mean, oh, well, I mean, fine, but I mean, if if the, if if the kids aren't real, then none of it's real, and so also. Like it's a TV show. Oh my guys, fine. But this, we're going to agree to disagree on this one. Or hold you guys on, should just hold on, hold on. straight up disagree. I'm going to say something that might help you with this. 
you're trying to make sense out of things that don't necessarily need to make sense. But okay, so the way, the, just... the way, the way WandaVision is delivered to you, it's it's in this this rolling sitcom style thing, right? So it doesn't mean that everything in each sit in each sitcom universe, quote unquote, is all what's going to blend into reality. It fine, but fine, but here's what I'm going into with the next whatever phase of Marvel they have though. Whenever they come up against the next Thanos, I'm just going to say you I don't have care. A problem with the next phase of Marvel, then. Well, okay, just let just hear me out for one second, guys. Damn. Here's my <laughs> here's what I'm going to say though is I don't care who the big bad guy is or how bad he is. This the, the, the they're going to beat him and everyone's going to be alive. So to me, this kind of detracts from what I because of course Vision was one of the ones that was Kaputsky by the end of that fight with Thanos. So to clear up for the audience, because sometimes you're hard to follow with this kind of stuff, you you don't like the fact that you feel like the stakes are being taken away, that they don't matter. I, I feel, and of course with, with with this Black Widow, how they're going to somehow maneuver her back into the MCU, I then what is the point of a sacrifice? What's the point of Vision being killed in that hugely emotional scene? What's the point of it then? What's, it the, just, what's the point of magic and robots? It just gets undone. What's okay, the point of laser beams and sentient beings trying to fine, take but, the but, but at the absolute heart. I have a problem with you saying the realism is a problem. I don't have a problem with realism. a guy from space. Okay. I don't have a problem with realism. I have a problem with every hero surviving every scrape. That's why I have a problem. Not every hero has survived every scrape. Well, the ones that, are, the ones that haven't are coming back. You don't so, know that. You don't know I that. Mean, you just said that's exactly where we're headed with with with, with Paul vision, Bettany, yes. vision, vision coming yes. back, bro. I know that vision. because he has a new multi-year contract. Well, f- that's fine, but I mean, fine, but we're gonna have, this is gonna go on. Does not have a multi-year contract. You, you don't think they're gonna? When Chris Evans shows back up too. No, but I. <laughs> Well, I'm okay. I'm kind of okay with that because he's not technically dead. There's still many years of unexplored when that alternate universe or the the alternate timeline. You could you could go back and have some pretty interesting stories of vision is technically dead either. You dumbass. <laughs> that's, the, that's the point we're trying to make. It's not just- no no no. It's not okay. Stop with the comic book crap about oh he's a sentient robot. I, no. He his character. What made his character a thing. The stone was ripped out and he was destroyed. He still exists in all in all of Stark's and Stark's backups. He's still there. He's still he's still Jarvis. No, he's not. Someone else is Jarvis. After he no, died, someone he's else is still Jarvis. Jarvis. Jarvis is still Jarvis. Friday is Friday. Yes. They're, oh well. Okay, that's what. Okay, fine. Okay, well, we're gonna move on from this. But that's just maybe why I don't like it is I just I want stakes to matter and they just don't in this universe. And I just well, I guess it's it not that, me. I know. I get what you're saying, but. But the other thing is on the stakes thing. The stakes, it's like, what if he survives and the stakes are even bigger? Well, I mean, well, it doesn't matter because whatever whatever the stakes are going to be, he's just going to survive that. Yeah, but so okay, hold on. You don't know that either. Knowing what you do now, does it does it change the way you experience the movie when when the when there were stakes? Does it change the way you experience it then? It doesn't because when you're watching the movie, the stakes only matter to what you to, you know to what you know and what you're witnessing. Watching it later on, you know, like rewatching, like you know the the Avengers, you know, the end game, the two parter. Yeah. It might take away a little bit from, cause you know, later on vision can come back, you know, after they do their thing, but it's still in that moment. It was still a great movie moment. It doesn't take that away at the time, you know, which that's, which that's what you remember. 
and then instead of retconning things, they're trying to write things back in. So even even if they're going outside of the scope of comic books, even if they're going outside of the things that we know, even if they're going out and making no sense, instead of them just recasting and retconning it, they're taking the time and putting the money in to write to writing why it why it could be. Isn't that a better move? That way, your movie moments still still mattered at least in some degree. And then they decided to tell a story and how on how they could bring back the character they want to or the character that people love instead of it just being the Star Wars mode. Ah, never mind. You know, that kind of thing. Like, that feels cheap. That feels lazy. This feels like they're putting the effort in to bring something back, even if it is the wrong move or it is... But here, well, here's my question to you. Why? Now, now I, I, I may have problems with WandaVision. It doesn't change the fact that it's a well-made show yeah. and it, it is a supremely well-made show with great production value. And it, so I have to separate my personal thing with I – th- I, I think you know, as far as marks get, it, it gets the highest marks a show can get. I mean Thrones level. But it doesn't – I just – I have a problem with what's you're, going on. If, if I think it's going where it's going, that's my yeah, thing. Yeah. You're asking why and I'm guessing your why not is, is because – because it takes away it takes away from you know from from the previous stakes, right? Like that's your why not? Yeah, kind of, I guess. Yeah, sure, I, I got you. I just want to understand. So the why, you know, there there's a lot of there's a lot of whys, but there's also a lot of why nots. You know what I mean? But like it's you know the reason why they're doing it is obviously because they want the character back to tell some story. It isn't just to bring them back and shoehorn them in. Marvel hasn't done any shoehorning yet. They haven't done any. Let's do this to do it. Everything they've written so far, besides what the first Cap- Captain America movie, there's been so much planned success from this franchise. I I, I get it. We need yeah. to move on from this. I, I get it. But well, you're. I think the fact that I you're telling me I I need to separate myself from wanting these characters to have meaning, and but you're unable to set to separate from this is a comic book universe, and it, it and it is, oh, and I oh, and oh, I, oh, I very oh, much yeah. understand that. You can't you can't say what you're about to say, but that's what it is volition, because that is what it is. Oh, there I is, there I, is I get no it. Interpretation, it just is that way. I mean, I put my trust in the Marvel to tell me why, and once they screw up, we'll call them out on it. We have before. I I, I bashed them for the for what they did to the Hulk. You know what I mean? Sure. It's, it's just something we have to wait and see. That's I fine. Okay, so yeah. that's we need, we really need to move on from this, but <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, we've just it's it's been a long, it's been almost an hour since we started the show. We haven't gone to <laughs> good. Oh. That'd be less time. We'll talk about lockdown. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but I'm happy with. I like the show. I'm just it's my personal thing. I'm just I'm just. Why are we focusing on a character that is already gone? Just let her grieve and move on, and then move on. That's my thing. Is like. This how how many shows did they how many shows did they not choose to make because and they went with WandaVision? I guess that's my question too is how many like well, how many they're side only things? making the ones that matter mm-hmm. to their cinematic universe. That's it. Yeah. They're not going to make anything else for fan service if it's not in their plans. No one's clamoring for something else. That's not how this works. They have a master plan and it is yeah. unfolding piece by piece what else you got grayson i mean that's my my otherwise otherwise it goes back to thanos and you know that was a complete victory when the good guys win everything what's that bro (laughs) i said what if you ain't seen the last of him either i mean look i'm team thanos i actually i mean his reasoning i actually kind of did nothing wrong yeah (laughs) (laughs) 
I kind of agree with his reasoning. And I thought it was weird they chose to go down that path, but I kind of agree with it. Um, he he wasn't just like a reckless wants to kill all life because he's bad. He he no, had meaning. Want to kill it. half life to save the other half. Most of the yeah. always have a good reason for. Being um, all right, so let's go on. What do you guys want to talk about? Let's talk about lockdown first. Yeah, let's talk about lockdown. We can oh my god! Right? All right, let's go ahead and score this. <laughs> Uh-huh. Hold on, hold on one easy second. You were telling us before Anne Hathaway, who else? We Ben Kingsley's there. All right, uh, so let, okay, 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 let me get the particulars yeah. out of the way. We got to make sure we shout out the hedgehog. Lockdown came out uh, January 14, 2021, directed by Doug Lyman. Why in the world? How did he get wrapped up into this? That's what I just, I, I would love to ask him that question. It's because um, they pay him money. The cast what? he didn't do it for free. Here, now this is the this is this is something else I thought was interesting too. On IMDb, an official website, the very the very first billing goes to Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, that's brilliant. <laughs> like the first name Sonic, and then the character is the Hedgehog. Um, and then Chiwetel Ejio Four is Paxton, Anne Hathaway is Linda, and then you have cameos from various other people. Um, ben Stiller, Ben Kingsley. I forgot about um, Ben Stiller. Yeah, yeah, he's sign behind him. <laughs> yeah, it's his kid. He's like, I hate this. That's I hate this. Funny. I hate this. I hate Vermont. <laughs> uh, so it's this is a it's a it's a it's a it's a story about a relationship that's not working during COVID, where they're trapped together. But then halfway through, it turns into this thing that you're like, why in the world? Did, how did it turn into a buddy comedy heist movie? And that's my thing is I guess we would have seen it coming had we been getting trailers like normal the whole time. But again, without movies in the theater, there's no trailers. And this this would this would have been this would have been a well, here's the thing. Without COVID, this would have been the theaters, but without COVID, this movie doesn't get made. Right? That's true. <laughs> I, I guess I never thought about it like that. But yeah, you're you're right. That, that that's a sick truth. Okay. I mean, I, I wondered, I mean, the only other show that the only other show that I watched that does anything about the pandemic, this this is us, and of course, the new episode, of this is us. Everyone is wearing a mask in every episode. Yeah, which, a lot of the a lot of the Fox dramas are that way too. Like, okay, are they? I I, I don't want to watch a lot of those. That's not so. that's not an exclusive to certain. Like most things that are supposed to deal with like modern day have at least embraced that there is something happening and people are wearing masks and stuff. Well, that's why I was excited to watch Lockdown because it was dealing with – it was, I thought, going to be very relevant of dealing with a, a failed relationship, but they're forced to live together because they're locked and they can't go anywhere. I was like, oh, that could be interesting. And you have Anne Hathaway, Chiwetel Ejiofor, who are very good at what they do. And I was like, this could be an interesting experience. And then the complete opposite happens. Can we, can we go back for a second on the whole mask thing? Yeah, yeah of I, course. I just, and and it, something popped in my head, and Grayson, you might be able to answer this because you're kind of you – know, you're a little more into this than we are. Could the mask thing that we're seeing on like some of these shows and stuff like that, where they're acknowledging the fact that you know there's something going on and all that, could that be a way for them to to film a scene and not Ooh, have to like insurance. not have, yeah and not <laughs> have to like you know like worry about you know well this guy's sick because you didn't follow COVID regulations, pay for extra tests per scene or however you guys have to do that. Could that be a way for them to kind of avoid cost or avoid scrutiny? Is to have them do this in scene so that people aren't breffing all over each other? I mean, that's going to be that's this is the new normal. As far as Hollywood's concerned, this is going to be the new normal. But that the, the answer to your question is is will take a while, so I don't want to get into it. But yes, there, <laughs> it is. It does. He didn't anything. Say no. Anything that's put to the COVID code when you when you're coding and accounting, they they're going to get the money back for. Hmm. So they're they're more than happy to do to do so. But like as far as on camera stuff goes, that's the gray part, which a lot of productions still haven't figured out. Like you code all that all that day stuff. 
even though it wasn't insurance day and no, no, everyone went home because there was a false positive on set or there was a positive case on set. And then the other gray area is, well, we're shooting a scene that has to do with mass and COVID. Can we code all of that day? Even though it was, it was, it was a successful production day with no, with, with no one on set sick, can we still code to COVID and get the money back? That's the gray area. So that's okay. there, there's kind of the half answer to what you what you asked. All right. I, I was I just it was as soon as you said I was curious because like you know well why not just leave them in mass and put them up there and let them act you know what I mean so. But it's it, an interesting way to do it because yeah. it, it it does and you can also hide even if it's a because you you don't you're only you're only showing half their face so if they're not getting it down with the with the facial motions or they're not showing you what they're trying to get across just have them put a mask on. Yeah, and that, you know, that could avoid the whole thing. You know, I mean, who, who, who knows? Thank you for answering my question. I'd like to state that this conversation was more interesting than lockdown. <laughs> lockdown was a big disappointment for me because it just wasn't what I thought. But, I mean, I also didn't delve too deeply into it. Because when you look at the poster, what do you I think the movie's going to be about? Actually, at all. Like, this movie doesn't deserve your attention. Well, when you, when you look at the poster of... It says lockdown be- be- between them, and then they're looking at each other. What do you think this movie is going to be about? Romantic comedy Ex- during during COVID, exactly. Yep. But the IMDb description oh, is, is. <laughs> the IMDb description is a couple attempts, a high risk, high stakes jewelry heist at a department store. Nothing about nothing about the the the, the possible emotional center of. Oh yeah, but these two also had a failed marriage who are forced to live together and and, and interact together during COVID. That to me is the more interesting movie than the stupid diamond heist. Yeah. Nope. I mean, am I wrong about that? Forced to interact during COVID is a loose is a loose way to describe what happened in this movie. Yeah. But that's yeah. not even part of the description. It it just talks about the the, the diamond heist. <laughs> so the the first forty minutes of the movie doesn't even get. There's no allusion to it at all. It doesn't allude to any of it. No, and it's just them fighting with each other in like a weird circle of fighting and crying and smoking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's just so Roger, why don't you take twenty seconds and, and just give the first before the third act, before ruining it, before spoiling anything, give give the summary of the film. Well, I mean the real short all jokes aside, like this is just watching their relationship that's already it's already broken. It's already apart. Significantly broken. Uh basically teeter over the edge. Um and it's not entertaining to watch, really, because they, they basically just fight about like hard things to fight about too, like his sobriety for some reason, because some guys show up on his back porch and tell him that he's growing opium and that he should eat these little balls, and he does, and he gets you know super stoned, super high, and, <laughs> and throws up for an hour. <laughs> I, I love that he's. I love that he's. Bring your lockdown by breaking twelve years of sobriety. <laughs> like, listen, that seems safe. that's dangerous. Yeah. Yeah, but so did she though with the smoking. I mean, they're they're well, they're well, evil well, in that. Well, let's let's roll that back a little bit. She's stressed. You, you want to smoke cigarettes when you're stressed about lockdown? I got no problem with that. You want to do opium? How <laughs> 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 the movie the movie opens with uh, with the hedgehog just like Stowed kind of running around for a minute, but like you don't know that he's stoned. Yeah. Well, but it's just you just think it's the hedgehog being weird, and until you until you realize that. Paxton is so excited to see the hedgehog because he thinks the hedgehog has been licking the opium plants. <laughs> that's that's the best part of the movie for me is is the is the hedgehog that's super high. Hedgehog hedgehogs are animals that are notoriously known to get drunk by eating fermented fruit. Mm, all right. Oh, really? Is, is that is, is that a real fact? I used to have a hedgehog years ago. It yeah. was awesome. He ruled. Uh, he got very crotchety in his old age though when <laughs> you pick him up. Well, listen, 
<laughs> if Hedgehog likes you, we'll let you pick him up. Yeah. Won't, won't do nothing to you. If he does not want you to pick him up, you will not be able to do that. <laughs> <laughs> Without protective gloves. Gotcha. Interesting. So, okay. So, we have the movie the of... thinks he was cool. He ate cat food. This Hedgehog uh, talk is more interesting than Lockdown. So, thank you for Well, that. here's the thing. Let's look... Okay. Instead of maybe not bashing... Um, which we can easily do for the next 10 minutes. But let's talk about what they could have done to make it a little different of a film rather than the direction they went. Now, what they did was Try they chose – I was going to say that. Wow, how weird. They, they chose to make him – he has been in, he has been in the, some sort of correctional facility. He has a record because he beat some guy nearly to death. But there, but there was a good reason for yeah, it. There's a, yeah, so that's actually an okay part of the movie. Yeah, but that's the thing. But like, creatively, should 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 they have just gone with the whole failed failed marriage? But it's COVID, so they well, have to I interact with each other. Honestly, I think you get a better movie out of this if you make it a drama about their relationship coming to an end during the beginning of this lockdown. Yeah, I agree hundred percent. I mean, seriously, I watched this movie with somebody, and we both of us just did not understand what was happening and why like why the movie went the directions it did. So I agree with that. That would have been a much more coherent, straightforward story that you could have got behind a little bit and rooted for and made, rooted for them or against them or whatever, but that makes a better story than what they sure. gave to us. You ever watch yeah. Married Story on Netflix? No. You should watch it. Okay. So it's, it's the real short version of that it's an excellent movie. Gotcha. But it's about two people who their marriage is ending. Like it's through their last year together and through their subsequent divorce. It is an excellent movie. Now, it doesn't really revolve around COVID, obviously. Yeah, yeah. But if this movie was any level near that with COVID, would have been totally watchable. Gotcha. Where this, I mean, besides them just lashing out at each other out of nowhere for some time, yeah. this is not... Well, the thing is, also, when you have a movie like this, uh, with Anne Hathaway and Chiwetel, you're you're obviously depending on these two to carry the movie. Because I'm guessing the majority of the budget went to these two, um, and then well, I mean, the budget for this movie is only ten million dollars, wasn't it? I'm, but but crazy. I'm I'm sure she got three, and I'm sure he got at least two. So there's half the budget right there gone. Jeez. But um, well, that's just me just on well, the rest of it too, speculating. They had to rent in. Well, London. I mean, look, Doug Lyman's not cheap either, <laughs> um, and Stephen Knight as a writer wouldn't be cheap. He's done several things. But point is, the, the thing is. I would have liked to see a marriage story-esque story where you just watch these people nuclear meltdown in their apartment together, really hashing through what happened in their marriage, why it failed, who sure. may have cheated or whatever transgressions may happen or whatever reasons. That's what I was – when I said I was super excited, I was excited because it was these two who are wonderful performers going at it. I thought we were going to get some high-level emotional stuff and none of that comes out as a matter of fact when the, when the movie ends i'm disappointed that they're almost back together yeah you know i'm disappointed like would you ever thought you'd hear me say that the guy who loves relationships in movies and sure. doesn't want characters to fall apart that's just it's a that's weird really movie. damning movie actually <laughs> for a, for a movie that, that that just runs and falls completely flat the ending falls impressively flat as well because like the whole did, thing falls flat yep and then <sighs> it's just what happened here this is the thing is how does this get past levels of approval from the studio when they have to approve the script who said this is a good i mean maybe they were maybe they were in love with the idea that doug lyman wanted to be on this 
Maybe they, you know, okay, maybe the heist will be okay because Doug Lyman's in, in this. Does that make sense? I mean, he's he, he's yeah, a I guy mean, that does action I, stuff. I, yeah, I don't know. Do they do the heist just to have the scene with the with the weird guy that got fired? Like, is that why? Yeah, maybe. You know, maybe. But even his, I mean, I his guess moment with, isn't even that without the whole without the whole diamond heist idea. You don't get the the actual semi funny part about his name tag saying Edgar Allan Poe. <laughs> <laughs> I actually did find that amusing because he's like, no one knows who Edgar Allan Poe is. He's like, everyone knows. <laughs> Edgar Allan Poe is. He goes, I could just be Ed Poe. No one would ever know. No one uses their whole full name and puts it on their name tag as Edgar Allan Poe. <laughs> and the guy, the, the guy who he has beef with in his in the in the B two B company, that those conversations are pretty hilarious too. Because it's just it's two grown men that just a dick measuring contest. Period. That's all that is. It's just chest puffing crap. But it's it's interesting at least. In an otherwise very dull movie. Well, listen, when that's the highlight of your film, <laughs> that's a low light for many things. I mean, <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, you're not wrong about that. So, listen, if you gave people that are still listening to this at this point, this movie is not very good. And it's really not entertaining. No. And I don't. Wait, well, let's spin it around. Anything positive to say about this movie? Uh, Besides I mean, the credits rolled? <laughs> Dan caught me. No, I mean, I, I still like the both of them as. I mean, well, I got no problem with them. This listen, it's just not a strong story. This could have been really so isn't. much better than what it is. I mean, you can't. And that's what's disappointing. You can't take two actors, put them into a terrible story, and expect it to come out good. They just make it more palatable. Is what happens here. I think. And here's the thing: they struggled to do that. Yeah, I agree that, yeah, that. that's this exactly. Movie, listen, yeah. This movie is almost two hours long. I mean, what and what, it drags with how with how unentertaining this movie is does this movie get much worse without Anne Hathaway well so maybe but maybe not because I think if there were less famous people in this movie I wouldn't have any expectations for it and so then when it bombs like it does I wouldn't be as disappointed as furious about it let me ask you this I have no expectations of this film at all yeah well let me ask let let me ask you this question before we before we score it is is when you so how much of the movie what is on the cutting room floor? Because you cast Anne Hathaway and she would tell Christ, you, I don't know. It's two hours. When you, long. Well the thing, when you have stuff that you need actors of chops to do. You know what though? I know what gets I know what gets cut out of this movie. I know what they do. They film a bunch of weird Zoom calls with people mm-hmm. and you like try to have levity and weird conversations. That's the parts to get cut out. Those yeah, those drug those went nowhere thing. anyway. I mean, technically, that's the crux of the movie. It doesn't have to be. It, it does, doesn't well, have to be. But you can't cut that out <laughs> because <laughs> I don't know. Well, okay, I'm sure I, they I wanted the I'm, point that you're making, yeah, but yeah, it's just. I'm, I'm sure they chose to the keep last that. 45 minutes of the movie. I'm okay with it. It makes it better when you, 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 you cut out a tinsel argument or cut the tinsel out. Period, mm-hmm. and then you never hear it hear about it at all, which saves you a couple minutes to get this cut down a little bit. To be <laughs> honest. Here's the here's the here's the better movie is here's the better movie we we talked about is one of them let's just say she is she's very much okay with this ending but he is not and that's the whole thing is by the end he's okay with them being friends but not married and then like that's the whole thing is like then he's okay like that's the movie is right there is you know that's the I just I just don't understand 
what happened here is what did we not, how many changes did the script undergo? Because you, again, it's the casting choice that also is kind of it, baffling. It just, it just feels like we're turning this from a bad movie to a bad Hallmark movie. Oh, I, oh, I, I think this movie's better than the Hallmark movie, but no, I watched, I watched Hallmark movies this past Christmas that are way better than this. Because <laughs> at least, they, listen, at least they know what they are. <laughs> this movie thinks it's something else. What was that really bad Operation Drop movie we watched? Oh, Operation Christmas Drop, which was oh, yeah. that yeah. was better than this, yeah, and we scored that low. Yeah. Oh man, that was not that good. Was be better than this. I'd watch that again if you if oh, you asked me which one to watch. Oh, yeah. I know. I would. I would probably watch this one over that one. No, that there's one no way. No way. I will never watch this movie again, <laughs> ever. <laughs> you, your ass, Grayson, is not watching this over Operation Christmas Drop. Gun to your head. There's no. Man, both those are. And they, and listen, and they get together in the end. So by rule, you should love it. Ooh, that's a good point. That's a good point. You can't I mean, not like this on principle. Yeah, that's, that's, that's that's very true. That's very true. I got him trapped. <laughs> He's trapped in his own box. <laughs> I'm trapped in a glass case of emotion. Man, just man punted Baxter. Um, so there's not really much good to say about this movie, no, un- no. unfortunately. And I and I, I'm the guy who always finds stuff to say about it. Good stuff to say about a movie is you never went. They never had that nuclear meltdown argument, which I was looking forward to. You never have that. No, they have it in like slow pieces. This movie is. It's just not good. Pretty dry. When you're, you know, when the top billing person on your imdb page is sonic the hedgehog that, that's a joke he's the best part <laughs> the hedgehog is the best part i paid him a lot how much i had and to again, pay Sega for that millions <laughs> and again and again going through with the opening shot i thought the hedgehog was going to have some some deep you know catharsis meaning at the end of this like wow that was but they opened with it you gave this movie a lot of credit well it, i wanted I wanted to give it credit. I mean, all right. So let's give it its credit then. Let's just get right, done let's, with it. Let's let's right. score it. I will gladly go first. All right. Two game over. There are two big actors in this. One, two. It gets a two. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna go with three, uh, but that's it. I mean, and coming from me, that's that's probably very telling in what this movie actually deserves. This the lowest thing you ever rated. No, I've given I gave Holmes and Watson a two. Mm, I think okay. I've, I gave something that's a one. Bad, that's like the worst movie ever made. <laughs> I gave something a one not too long ago that you guys thought was Holmes and Watson. Holmes and Watson's what I gave a zero. Yeah. He was Roger was so upset with Holmes and Watson. He was so mad. <laughs> I, I watched that movie and then came to the show and I was like, "It's oh boy." Well, okay, okay. Do you do you do you watch that again or do you watch no, Lockdown? I'm not ever gonna watch either one of these. I'll go play PlayStation. <laughs> no, no, no. That's not I'll an play, option. I'll play Clash Royale, Clash Royale on my phone for two hours straight before I watch either one of these. Dumping trophies and all, man. That's right. Downward <laughs> spiral that I'm in. <laughs> all right, let's let's move on to the probably more of an interesting movie to discuss, Mank from Netflix. Now. Lockdown. I th- just the Rotten Tomato. The tomato meter was forty six percent. The audience score was thirty two percent. So there's Man. that. Now Mank. I thought, I thought the critics. Oh, okay, that was for Lockdown. I'm no, sorry. No, Mank. People love Mank. Okay. No, no, no. That that was for Lockdown. When I, that's yeah, no, I got just you. I'm caught up. I'm sorry. So Mank, which came out December fourth, twenty twenty, directed by David Fincher, um, with an enormous cast: uh, Gary Oldman, Amanda Seyfried, Lily Collins, Arliss Howard. Um, whom I met, he was on um last the season of the Manhunt, the the Unabomber show that I, that I worked on all of 2019. 
Uh, he's a pretty cool dude. Uh, Charles Dance uh, playing William Randolph Hearst in a very Tyrell Tyrell Lannister ish kind of way. Oh, Tywin. That's a Tyrell Tywin Lannister kind of kind of kind of way. But this is to start us off. The tomato meter for this is eighty two, and the audience score is sixty one for Mank. So just I want to just going going into it for the discussion purposes. Let's start with that. This is. This is a look at how the movie, the uh, arguably the most famous movie ever made, Citizen Kane, how it came to be. We're, we're, we're looking at Herman J. Mankiewicz as he writes the script and how he finds inspiration to, to write this, how it comes to pass. Uh, and, and being someone who sat through whole classes about Citizen Kane, a lot of this is, I completely remember this discussion about William Randolph Hearst tried to stop this from coming coming out. All, all this, all the you know, all the, the the Hollywood back and forth kind of, you can do this, no, you can't. But the, the, this studio is going to try to block you. That's that's all very true of, of what happened. A very political game here. Um, going into it, Roger and Chris, what did not being into film like I am as far as the history of it? What did you guys think going going into this? Before about I do my spiel about uh, Mank, about what did I think going in, like before yeah. I actually watched it? Yeah, um, I haven't seen very many black and whites. I don't like black and white, so I so I was a little uh, what, what's the word trepidous going into this, but Had trepidation. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's that's good. But I don't know. I like I like a lot of the names in it, and I knew the, I knew why Fincher was tied to this movie, which made me interested because I did look a little bit into it before I watched it. So I was at least interested. I was re- I was ready. I, I had a very open mind going into this because I I wanted to give it a shot, so that's how I felt going in. What about you, uh, Roger? Um, come on, I ain't watched a black and white movie for a while. Um, what was the other Netflix movie we watched a couple years ago? The one foreign, the one Roma. Uh, oh, Roma. Yeah, that was the Roma. last one I remember. Oh, the Lighthouse one too. Yeah, Lighthouse as well. Um. Yeah, they don't come around too often. I mean, it's a Fincher movie. It's got Trent Reznor on sound, you know, much like uh, what Social Network, same yeah. same team around there for that. I I don't know. I I didn't know the story, and then I looked at the story, and then I'm like, okay, this could be cool. Yeah, you know, there's that. Well, it's 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 the approach that I kind of appreciate because, of course, Rosebud is one of the most debated things sure. in. In, in cinema history is Hold on, let me let me pose a question before we get started on anything does this movie being in black and white matter to you at all well you see this this is the same with to to, to me this falls in the same thing as logan does is i think i would have a the black and white certainly gives it a different take um but I don't think the movie being in color actually hurts it at all. That's what I, mean, I right? think that's a good point. Yeah, I think I, I understand the the direction of the of the art involved here and the reasoning behind the black and white. It doesn't hurt it being in color, though. No, I think for people that this was made for, I think for the people in, behind the project, it was an important piece of what they wanted to do. Cool, and they did a good job of it. But I don't think it's required to enjoy the movie. Or to appreciate it, you know, in from just like from what like what the content is standpoint, but I get it. So but it's, it's, I'm, I mean, not, it's, I'm not rolling my eyes as hard as I thought I was going. But to. you know, David Fincher, he's he's an old school guy when it comes to cinema, and like sure. I understand that. I mean, you're telling a story, you're telling a story from you know the golden age of Hollywood. And did you did you notice like the very forced like this 
the cigarette burn marks. Yeah. Yep. Yep. But, but before the scene transitions, which used to be a very normal C- thing. Cigarette burn marks. They had. I, yeah. I think I saw like some like some hairs stuck to it at some points and stuff. Yeah. Too. Yeah. There's yeah. There's definitely all those cliche things that people yep. always talk about. Was they at some point in the thing? Yeah. Um. I. But that being said, I I appreciated that it was in black and white. Because of the content, because of the director being an old school guy, I mean, you're telling a story of you know one of the most famous movies ever made. So that much I can appreciate. But if this movie was in black and white, I don't think it would have changed how I viewed it. If that so makes a difference. Here's my one counterpoint to that mindset, though, and this is just from someone who who doesn't really care either way about this kind of stuff. So you like you understand the reason why they did that and, how, and everything along those lines. But they're telling a story and how something came to be, right? So when this was coming to be, these people weren't acting. These people weren't, you know, weren't on set. They weren't, you know, they weren't behind a camera. You know, they weren't being shot on film. They were just being themselves. But they've taken that and turned that into the story, which kind of takes away from the authenticity, doesn't it? Shooting it in color and having people just, you know, how like the story of how how this all came to be in a more natural way seems like it would tell the more accurate story. I don't think accuracy of the story is what's important here. I think it's I, th- I think it is meant to be a play, but I don't think it makes it more authentic. I think it makes it a little less authentic. You know, that's actually a good point that I hadn't considered. I mean, I, I just assumed that that the, the what you just talked about was a was a design from the get go. But I think you're right about that. I, the color would have the color helps it to unfold in a more natural way because it's. You're right about that. I never considered that point of view of the the black and white because real life isn't in black and white. You know no, you're watching you 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 know you're watching a dramatic you know you're you're watching someone's interpretation of how it went down. But in color, it would have been a more natural, authentic thing because it would have been life well, you're unfolding me and happening. That was made in the '30s wasn't in black and white. Oh my god! I I knew one of you was going to say it, but Chris, <laughs> to no, your point, I thought, I I thought, thought we, you knew it was going to be Roger. He, I thought we quiet. developed color in our eye in like the early 1950s. <laughs> no, no, no. Okay, but <laughs> Chris, what I'm what I'm saying is that's a damn good point. Actually, is we evolved in the mid and 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 color that actually makes a big deal. That kind of that kind of changes the way I would have. I think that. I think I would have enjoyed that viewing better. And there is definitely a color print of this somewhere. But I mean, well, yeah, I th- well, of course there is. But then like, and like, and just the other you know point along that same vein is like, you know, like they did the whole fast talking, you know, way that like, you know, they did in cinema back then as well. You know, the very fast talking dialogue, the fast back and forth thing. And that's also something that is not exactly natural to how this all came to be. It's something that they did on purpose behind the camera. So I don't know. It was just, it, it, was, it was a thought I had about it. I, I, I just, wondering about how authentic this authenticity attempt was. So that's my two cents. That's actually a pretty good point. I would consider that. Roger, what, what do you think about black and white as opposed to color? Just before we move on. Black and white, uh, I, listen, I'm indifferent on it. I don't know why they make this in black and white. To, like it doesn't make the story more impactful. I Listen, you can tell the story in color and I would care about it the same amount by the end of the movie. Can I, can I bring up the, like an interesting contrast about the whole black and white point? Like, like you said, like you don't understand the point of the black and white. Schindler's List, there was a point to black and white. No, 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 no. The, the, the point is there, there's, there's little – what makes Citizen Kane so important in cinema history is they – back then, all the camera tricks were done in the camera. There was no post. There was no okay. like, oh, you know, fix it later. I mean that's what made it so impressive in, in 41 is that's what – like they do a lot of those 
a lot of those same camera tricks that Susan Kane, you know, is in film books and, you know, you, you sit in, you know, film one-on-one and they talk about this in history, they've done in this movie as well. So yeah, that, but, but like, that's a thing that like, I think I would have recognized you guys, maybe not. Cause I watched Citizen Kane pretty regularly. I don't think, have, have you even seen Citizen Kane, Chris? Have you ever seen Citizen Kane? I watched it once when I, like years ago, just cause I started watching a certain like, uh, just content creator that talked about it. So I checked. Fair enough. I was, I was going to get to the, those points. Um, where they did some of those things, but especially with the table, they did it with the table twice, which I thought was kind of impressive because it was very subtle. And if you didn't know the history behind this, King, you may not have noticed it, but I thought that was kind of interesting too. But, and I mean, of course, when the opening, when they're walking by all those famous movie sets, you, I mean, Kong mm-hmm. was one of them, you know, sure. Kong, you know, and Darrow yelling and you, you heard some, someone said Carl, and then he's like, cut, cut, you know, that's obviously Carl Denham. I mean, all those famous, you know, the, especially when you're introduced to, um, who's, uh, Tywin, Ty, Tywin Lannister's character. Um, oh, William Randolph Hearst, when he's up on, yeah. so he's this towering figure up on the, the, the rig they have set up to, to shoot the, 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 the people on horseback that the Cowboys coming in. Like that's kind of a big deal too. And they just, anyway, sorry, just, I'm kind of nerding out for a second, but <laughs> you're good. Uh, those are things I really appreciated, but I never considered your thing about the color in black and white and damn it. It's a good point. That's all I got to say about that. But you're welcome. Um, I did. So when you Google Mank, the first thing that you know how like Google puts those things in like the, those five questions that are commonly asked questions that you, you can click on and get the answer before you Google it mm-hmm. is the first one that came up for Mank is, is Mank boring? <laughs> you, you, must, you must have your Google search turned on because that is not the first thing I got when I put Mank oh, in the Google search what'd you, what'd you What'd you get when it says Mank? Oh, do you I remember mean, what it is? You, you want to go there on this show? Oh, Mank and Wank. I I, I get that. But the first <laughs> the, the first thing that came came up if was you're not is a Mank. You're a Wank. <laughs> from from that 2004 gem uh, Euro trip. Yes, um, right. <laughs> I get this isn't everyone's cup of tea, and this is what I was getting at when we when we talked about the Wait, trailer. What was the answer? Did everybody was, they, they click on a Google thing? Is Mank boring? You just say yes, or did it say no? Yeah, it wasn't say. Yeah, well, it just it, it it's explained. It's 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 paced deliberately and blah blah blah. You know, so yes, I got you. It said yes. But here's <laughs> the thing about here's the thing. What I was getting at when we talked about one of the trailers is if you now someone who's not interested in film or not it or doesn't know Citizen Kane or doesn't care about the black and white thing. You're not pulling them into this movie. There's no, no they're they're way. not they're not people that are going to watch this. They're not going to be like, oh, let's hear the story about the guy that wrote Citizen Kane in black and white. That sounds super exciting. <laughs> I would have never watched this movie if it wasn't for this podcast. That's that's my point though. This is a well, we would have never watched this movie if it hadn't gotten nominated for a Golden Globe. Mm, okay, so all right, so it says a lot. That's gotcha. right. Yep, that's right. But okay, but let's be honest. Um, we may ha- again. Non-COVID world versus COVID world, you know, Mank would have been a big deal because Netflix wouldn't have been releasing 50 things a week if we never had had COVID. They'd be, you know, they'd be piecemealing out things and, we, and we, it would have been on our radar, but for a different reason, because it was a Netflix original that came out. But, I don't know. Well, hold on, hold on. What Netflix movies would have came out in theaters? Well, but before, be, be, before COVID, we, we almost exclusively looked at Netflix we didn't look at any other streaming service for original content. We always did two theatrical and one Netflix. Yeah. So, but that that would have been a Netflix original film that came out. So we would have looked at it because it was a Netflix original film that week. Okay. But now that, I mean, Roger's right in the point that we only watched. But when this came 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 out, there was other there was in my mind more interesting things to watch. 
than this. So this just kind of got swept under the radar. But again, because the world is wackadoo right now, the world's just gone crazy. So, um, but I mean, I always try to make it a point to watch stuff that's nominated anyway, between Oscars and Golden Globes, just to see if I agree with whatever. But like in, in a regular world, like this is not a movie that even as a movie guy, this is not a story I care about too much. Yeah. It just it just isn't. Listen, it, and I I'm not this is not a slight on this movie. I don't I don't dislike this film, but it's overly long in black and white. It's not exactly going to be easy for a lot of people to sit through. It's not. It's not going to be it, like it really isn't. Big box office budget movie, no. <laughs> no. Especially especially right now when you know, a lot of people are still at home with kids and, you know, they, they might get, you know, if, if, they, if their kids are down, they might get an hour. And then as soon as their kids get up and like, ah, I don't want to, I want to watch this, but not when my kids are running around screaming, and then they might turn it off. And then I promise you, they never get back to it. That's the thing is there's a whole marketing behind this. And it's just, even though it, it, it has all the major players of the time, you know, the, the whole, cause you've ever seen Susan Kane, the, the Marion Davies character, Amanda Seyfried, his, his very young wife, is kind of a big deal, and she's kind of a klutz and an idiot. And that was the man in the safer. That that was the that they're showing you here. That's the kind of the the reasoning behind him writing the character the way that he did, is because he viewed her a certain way. Um, sure. And then, as far, I mean, David O'Selnick, it was a big deal. Orson Welles, of course. You know, Orson Welles made Citizen Kane quite possibly. You know, very famously directed Citizen Kane when he was twenty five years old. Now, think about what you were doing when you were 25 years old and, you know, compare. But point point being is this movie, I think, does a pretty good job. You know, David Selnick, uh, John Houseman, uh, Marion Davies, uh, Herman Mankiewicz, William Randolph Hearst, all of these people. It does a good – one of them, I think, the triumphs here is, you know, Irving Thalberg. It gets all of the all of the big names of the 30s Hollywood scene into one drama. Now, whether it's whether it's in the whether it's in the same way that you know One Night in Miami did, where which was completely fictitious, I don't know how many of these people actually like were because I can tell you when I'm working on stuff, the studio does not care about day to day operations for what I'm doing in accounting. They just they just want to know where the numbers are and if we're on budget. They do not care. Sure. If, well, I mean, you know, things might have been different in the '30s too, though. No, I, I of yeah. course. Again, though, Hollywood loves to tell a story that inflates its own ego. They really do love to do that. Right. So you can imagine this movie come Oscar time is going to be nominated for a lot of things. Oh, yeah. Just like the the famous uh, Disaster the Post. (laughs) Remember that? Everybody loves this movie. This movie stinks, bro. (laughs) Now, in in all fairness, it didn't stink, but it wasn't – in my mind, it was not best picture worthy. Um, But that's what you have going on here is, you know, you just – I don't know how many people this this actually applies to – because Roger, you 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 are a movie guy, but you're not. I am a this, movie guy. Well, that's the thing, right? Like I am as movie guy as you can really be. This movie has no real appeal for me, and after watching it, I see why it doesn't. It's a story about one of the most famous movies of all time. Okay, about how we got written. You would think that that would be more interesting than what it is, right? Even for a hardcore movie buff like yourself, Grayson, is this movie overly interesting to you, or do we just watch a guy for two hours? pretend to be 34 years old when he's clearly in his mid 60s just get drunk and stumble around hollywood well there's there's a that's what that story is well there's a a yes and a no to your question because i already knew the story behind it from 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 sitting in class and, and and reading it and hashing it over and over again i know the story so that in that way 
it's interesting. You know, I I, I know this the the, the David Oselnik. I I know the the major players here, and it's how they fit into that world, and it's kind of interesting in that way. Um, but again, do I watch this movie again in a year? No, nope. This will be maybe I might I. I might watch this movie one more time with with my father, who has requested that we watch together because this is a, f- a time in film history that he loves, and as you know, his son, he wants to share it with me what he remembers growing up from just he was born in the fifties, so just being fresh hearing these names, you know, it's kind of like us, me right now in the twenty or in two thousands, remembering some of the big names back then as far as directors and actors, but to him it would have been the same thing, so. I mean, it's it's kind of a big deal, I guess. Is, is, is that well, something that makes sense? Let me ask you a question, and then we can finish up rap talking about this movie. So, out of the the several movies that were nominated for best motion picture for the Golden Globes, right? Um, this will be the third. This is the third one of them that I've seen. Okay, there'll be two more okay. that I have. So, out of the ones that I've seen, Trial of Chicago Seven, Promising Young Woman, and Mank, right? Oh, man. So there are two of these movies that I'll absolutely watch again in my life. And one of them is Mank, and I will not watch that movie again. Because, listen, Promising Young Woman and Trial of Chicago 7 are infinitely better than this movie. Like, to me, not even in the same realm. What are the other two? Uh, The other two are Nomadland, which we'll be watching shortly, and The Father, the one with Anthony Hopkins. So those are the other two. And, you know, then... You know, Palm Springs on Hulu, nominated for best comedy or musical. What's up? Yeah, boy, boy, I, I, boy, I, I, I hope that movie wins. Palm Springs a thousand more times before I watch Mank. Well, but, the, but that's that's hilarious. It's, yes. it's kind of more. It's more your thing, though. That's that's it's more your thing. Well, but okay, you know. well, hold on. Well, let me let me let me reverse that question. Who is this movie for? You see, that's Hollywood. that's my point, though. Well, is it's not for the average person. It's it's not. it's not even for the average movie fan. That's right. It's what it is for someone like me who sat through these classes and was forced to read hundreds of pages about old Hollywood and how things were before the digital age, that kind of thing. You know, the golden age. Well, let movie... me let me ask you a counter question to that, right? Okay. Because I, I 100% agree with you. This movie is more suited for someone like yourself than it is for me or Chris, right? What's your honest opinion of this movie? Like, don't give me like, hey, I think it's this. Do you like this movie or yes or no? Did, did I? In- you can appreciate well, it and not like it, by the way. As, as, a broad, as, as a broad stroke question, the answer to that is yes. But it, if you start getting more intricate, the, the answer is probably going to be no, not really. You know, so the, 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 the overall. Right. Yeah. So they're, they're making a movie for someone like you. That's going to be nominated for, you know, Golden Globes and God knows if it's nominated for Best Picture or whatever. If and if this beat Palm Springs, I'm so mad. <laughs> and it ends up somewhere in the middle for like a hard, like a very niche audience. Yeah. Well, and I, don't, I just don't see why movies like this get made and get all hyped up. I don't know. Part of that movie needs to be a hundred million dollar major blockbuster. Obviously, we've watched several movies recently that have been very good with lower budgets. I just I don't get why movies like this get made. Well, here's and the th- I mean, you as like, hey, this is artsy and great and best picture of the year. This will never be on my best picture list for the year ever. Well, but there's 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 different avenues to that because one, 
if this same script goes around and someone in and, and someone of David Fincher's name doesn't direct it, does it get the attention it's getting? Sure. You know, that's my that's a, that's a question I think I think is fair to ask. His his father, I think Jack Fincher wrote the screenplay. He did. So I mean, there's a whole bunch of different all bunch of different, you know, ingredients that go into this this conversation when you're when when you're stirring the pot. Um I mean, a question also is Gary Oldman is in his mid to late 60s and he's playing a guy that when this story takes place is supposed to be in his early or mid 30s oh yeah so they, they flash back to the time the far as they flashback was 10 years prior yeah which would have made him 32 years old dude he is a haggard old man <laughs> that's, that's <laughs> the love gary old oh yeah, yeah i think he is amazing yeah me too they do him a disservice by trying to have him act like he's a younger man and especially when the people that he are talking that he's talking to are, are clearly in their yeah. 30s or early 40s <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he looks so old but that, that's the thing is like it's just so weird like goddamn man you've had a hard life <laughs> <laughs> well, but the thing okay so there we his you know part of the story is his his wife is, you know, dealing with all of his transgressions, his, his, as alcohol is alcoholism, husband, yes. being, being forced to raise the kids alone. And she, he's a garbage person. She looks like he could have been her daughter. Like she yeah, absolutely no, looks yeah, like yeah, could have yeah, been his daughter. For sure. you know I mean? like, um, but they have kids together, of course. Uh, but, you I mean, never see. <laughs> but that's the thing is the jumping around in time is something that Sis and Kane does. The movie does as well. Is sure. it? No, I, understood, I understood that, yeah. So, like, I, I, I get that. I just, I don't know why. The answer to your question, ten years ago, I'd have been like, "This is the greatest thing of the year." But you know, a, a, a little wiser me uh, wants to take your question and say, and agree with you of why did this get made? You know, well, so I think I think there's an interesting story to tell here. I, I really do, and I don't want to take away from it because it is interesting, and it's a story that. I didn't know, okay? And I'll be completely honest. I've watched this again a few times. I respect it for what it is. I had no idea about this side story, okay? It's a good story. Like, this is two hours and 15 minutes of a black and white, like, epic Drawing, movie yeah. that yeah. didn't need to be this way. I would have rather watched a documentary about this that's yeah. an hour long. It would have been way more informational to me. And I mean that's that seriously. Yeah. You're like, because... Came across this as a Netflix documentary and be like, "Hey, the story behind how Citizen Kane got wrote." I would probably watch that, and it might be better <laughs> to me than this. And it, it, it's going to shove more information. It's going <laughs> to shove. It's going. It's going to shove more information in an hour than than this movie. You know. So the point of learning about how Citizen Kane got made would have been better served as an hour documentary rather than making a movie about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, because so, listen, him making Citizen Kane. Is like the smallest part of this movie. Well, him writing it. Well, the thing yeah. is, like William Randolph Hearst and the the character in the film, um, Susan Kane, Charles Foster Kane. You know, the, they're they're both. That's the thing. But that's the controversy behind Citizen Kane is the William Randolph Hearst link. So part. I mean, the the film student in me loves this movie. The the big budget blockbuster James Cameron Michael Bay loving side of me wonders who the hell was this who the hell would this have been marketed towards now does this movie exist if netflix doesn't exist probably not no. that's another question to ask is did fincher i don't think if this movie had to rely solely on theater returns that movies like this would get made very often well fincher wouldn't have fincher wouldn't have if, if theaters were still i mean if the world hadn't been haywire fincher wouldn't have done this he would be doing his next project 
You know, I mean, uh, this. Was, I mean, his fingerprints are all over. This was a, this was important to him. I think he does this. I mean, no, this was a passion yeah. project, but 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 who knows if things queue up the way they do if the world hadn't taken a a weird spin at the end of no, I, the last quarter. You too. Yeah. yeah, you know. I mean, that the, the whole thing is that, that this is very Finchery, but does this story require David Fincher's touch to tell? It doesn't require a movie. That's my. That's, that's kind yeah, of where I'm sitting. That's, is that's, this so, is all very interesting, though. That's the thing is it's yeah. it's super interesting, but do you how do you ask people to spend two hours and fifteen minutes? Yeah. So so let me ask you something, Grayson. And all right. Just because you obviously enjoyed the, this movie more than us, and and you're a little more embedded in this. I bet he didn't enjoy it as much as you think. Oh, no, no, no. But I, I think it's going to be more than me. So can you tell me what the highlight of this movie is? Mm, that's a good question. You know what I mean? Like like this movie, like it just, it just, this movie just I can tell of... you what I think the highlight of this movie well, is. <laughs> no, no, no. It's, it's, yeah. all, all jokes aside, okay, it's not okay. the end credits. Okay. Well, <laughs> <laughs> that's where I thought you were going. So like, I mean, this movie just kind of happens, right? It Like there's no, to me, there's no like highlight moment. There's no big, it's just. All kind of ebb and flows and just happens. Well, the the high life, the highlight for me is is the highlight for me is the, is the fallout of what happens after he's put the script forward and everyone's like, "You got to not do." It. He's like, "No, no, I'm done." Like the the highlight for me is the conversation at the big dinner table. The highlight True. for me is you know when yeah, when, when he when he's drunk monologuing, <laughs> and then and then William Randolph first really, really drunken story mm-hmm. just throw up everywhere. Hero. That's a you know it, the the highlight was Urban of course hero. <laughs> when Arliss, when when Louis, when Louis B. Meyer, um, and Randolph Ren, Hearst and Mankiewicz were all talking after after all the guests had left, is stuff like that's the highlight for me. I like early Hollywood. You know, I really detest that the studios are not what the, as powerful as they were back in the day. I really hate the fact that anyone can make a movie with money now. Uh, I, 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 I I hate that. But I mean, that's just that's again that's my personal thing. Is I long for a day when you know, old Hollywood was still a thing. You know, I'm, I'm not, I'm a very much, uh, I don't want movie theaters to go away type. And like, that's also a split too, is you're going to have people that are okay with stream, which ironically, this movie is, it is, is exclusively on a streaming service. Network. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, so I, I get that, but all that factors into it, you know, so the highlight of this movie would, would have, would have been the, the informational part of it because I knew 90% of the story now, and now I know the other 10%. So I mean that's to me that's the highlight is this is a film students movie but again how this doesn't have any return outside of all is that demographic that's my point though there's no return outside of streaming service there's no return on the real highlight of this movie is what is it when he's given when he's talking to the people from the Oscars he's like what would your speech have been he's like well my speech would have been like how I wrote Citizen Kane without Orson Welles. <laughs> and then he just turns around and walks back into his house. That's a legendary burn. Yep. <laughs> That's legendary. <laughs> that would have been that, that would have been retweeted a million yeah, times. Listen, YouTube billion hitter. 100%. Yeah. Overnight. Well, it would have been retweeted or it would have been canceled either one. So. No, it would have been retweeted first. Uh, it's got to blow up before he can die. Oh, uh, okay, yeah. I got. But I mean Something that I think people can appreciate is the performances are all fantastic in this. I think, yeah. I mean, no, I, I, yeah. I got no that. problem with that. I got no problem with the cinematography. I got no problem with the score. It's all A class. It's just a weird story to throw that way behind. That's yeah. all I got to say. Yeah. I mean, I, just to, to me, it's like, why does this, I mean, outside of people like me, who does this, 
who's like, yeah, let's let's go watch Meg tonight. Hey, listen, if it, if this means we get Extraction two sooner, I'm good. <laughs> pumping it out. I I cannot wait for Extraction two, baby. I'm I'm on board for that. And and you know, fine, that's a whole different conversation though. But because I'm excited for Extraction two, and a different reason than you're excited for Extraction two. You know, I'm excited for Extraction 2 because, damn it, I want to know what happened to Tyler, and I have to see him come back. Out of the River of Grief emerged fully okay with him, you know. I'm so, I'm so ready for that. <laughs> Shut up. Shut up. Um, wait, so wait, why are you excited for Extraction 2, Chris and Roger? I, I got just as, as, as a little, little aside. This was a goddamn entertaining movie. I don't have to answer your questions. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. So let's move to score this. And I mean, yeah. there's going to there's gonna be – if, if there's a five-minute conversation behind reasons why, I get that. It's fine. Nah. I'll go first again. Okay. I think I've made my point of what, how I feel about this movie pretty clear with the questions that I've asked. Listen, this movie is as average to me as it gets. This is a five through and through. I can see what they're trying to do. I just – the overarching thing of why they're trying to do it just never hits home for me. It's a fine movie that I don't care anything about. And that's as damning of a movie as it is a good review. That's fair. Okay. I think you said that in a backwards order. Damning review whatever. as it is a good... Yeah, okay. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Chris, you want me to go or you want to go? No, I'll go. I'll go. Because I, I definitely have less less stakes in this. So this movie... I was pre- I'm, I felt pressured to score this high just because I know... What, you know it's supposed because somebody know, tells you it's supposed to be good. I know what this is trying to do, right? I know that there's significance here, and so like it, it, I've, I've had a, I've had a struggle. So, but in all of that, I wish I would have watched this after I watched Lockdown because I think it would have no put I, you in a bad space. Yeah, I got you know, you. I think that would have been better for for like for this part of you know what we do. But all in all, this movie has fantastic acting in it. It does have a point behind it. It's got it. It's got witty writing. I love, I, I I love all those things about this movie, but man, I just I I checked out four times. I had to pause this movie, walk away, make some food, come back, turn it back on. It felt like I was I had to take a break because I just wasn't paying attention. This movie's a four for me, and that's that's a I'm probably giving it more than it deserves to be honest, but it's a four. It's just I can't recommend it to anybody because I because like I'm different than you guys. I am the average movie watcher, and I'm not recommending this to anyone that asked me about it because it didn't it didn't catch me. I have reasons I'll recommend it for people. Yeah, there'll be very few reasons. Yeah, very few people actually recommend it too. Again though, because I don't know who this movie's for. Yeah, no, it's a for me. I can't recommend it. I I know there's quality here. I know there's I know there's something behind this, but I can't. I mean, I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to be, I guess, too much different. I'm going to go seven and a half. That's um, extremely that's, different. That's much different. That's like a whole quarter of the scale. No, I, I, I get it, but like my reasons are somewhat similar, though. That's as, as odd as that is. Um, you like this better than Joker, but not as much as Eurovision. No, I'm again the the the, the new great. I mean, I'm trying to. No, I mean, do do I like this better than Joker? No, but I think it is better than Joker, um, as far as that's concerned. But I mean, there's so much here for someone like me to love. And that's, I don't want to seem weird and biased like that, but I mean, that's obviously what they were aiming for. So for me, they, they, they got me. I love the history of, 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 of the golden age of Hollywood. I love Hollywood back to the beginning. Um, there's so much here to love. If you're a movie enthusiast and a hardcore movie enthusiast, then hardcore. this is absolutely aimed at you. Um, but I, I really do think it, it deserves every bit of the seven and, 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 and a half. I don't think it's, 
I don't think it's quite an eight. I, I really kind of debated on this. Um, I, I don't think it's quite an eight, and of course, nothing above it. But I do think it's better than a six or a seven. So obviously, the logical step is seven point five. Um, again, it's the, the 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 filmmaking quality here is as high as you're going to get. Um, I know I love Fincher. I love what he does. I love his kind of spin on this, even though I don't think it's a story that really needed a Fincher spin. Matter of fact, if there's anything Fincher's ever done that didn't need a Fincher spin, it's probably this. Sure. Um, it's probably this movie. But um, again, it's one of those movies that I understand and I, I, I love where it's sitting, but I, th- I think it's, it's getting more praise because of when it came out and because of who made it and Hollywood loves itself. Hollywood loves to look at itself in the mirror and just like look and admire itself. You know, like Roger, you said it best at the beginning of the show. That's what you said is Hollywood loves to to glorify itself. They sure do. That's not, what he said. That's not exactly how I said it before the show started. <laughs> yes, I understand. Very phallically you said it, but we're not going to go there. But... Check out my letterbox. It'll be there. <laughs> um, yeah, my letterbox yeah, is there. And I've started my own letterbox, so you can see before I record the episode, I do that before I record the episode. So I'm my number is locked in before I even before we even I'm even swayed by what you guys say. So um, that's where I think it sits. That's where I think it deserves. So I'm sure watch it sweep the Oscars this year and just win more than Titanic and Return of the King win thirteen or whatever. What they won what eleven or fourteen? What did they win? I mean, wait till Palm Springs gets a real crack at it at the Oscars. <laughs> They're running scared right now at the Golden Globes because they got them separated. They don't get that. They don't get that. <laughs> One ring, bitch. Let's go. Get in the well, box. All, all, all joking aside, which of these joking. movies? Which Not movies do you think is better, Mank or Palm Springs? Hundred percent Palm Springs. I, I think Palm Springs is. I think Palm Springs is the answer. Honest to God, I think it's a better movie than it's than this. Ten. <laughs> yeah, Palm Springs. You gave me crap the other week for saying it's a ten. I've never said Palm Springs anything lower than a ten. Oh, sir. Maybe maybe I was yep. saying it's the best movie of the year. Yep. Maybe that's where it was. Um, yeah, because when I when I when I said is Palm Springs going to be in the the best picture conversation, you told me to be quiet, as if no, it's not. But no, I be think quiet, it, then you know that it is. Oh, okay, yeah, no, hundred percent. Palm Springs is. I think Palm Springs is a much better movie than Mank. I'll just go ahead and say. It. And, those, and the, those of you that just kind of shuddered and you watch know, both movies back to back, tell me which one you like better. I dare you. No well, one's picking Mank. Ever. <laughs> well, no, liking better and is a better movie are two very different things. They don't have to be. But I mean, True. but I mean, if that's the case, then Starship Troopers, by that definition, is better than Mank. Because I like it Starship is. Troopers hey. a lot better than Mank. Starship Troopers is better than Mank. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> Put it on record, baby. Starship Troopers has its own little weird niche following, but it's certainly not better than Mank. Rico. <laughs> Rico, where's my or Diz, Where's my communication? Um, now, now, of course, I have to watch that tonight. Damn it! I, I, I love that movie, though. Who doesn't? Who watches the movies and like? No, Starship Troopers sucks. I hate it. Haters, haters gonna hate. Are right, any, any closing comments on Mank before we no. move on? All right. This has been episode two hundred and thirteen of For the Love of Cinema. Each new episode posts every Tuesday morning at five a.m. on the podcast service of your choice of the following five iTunes, Podbean, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Amazon Music. Please leave a comment or two, rate, subscribe. Every little bit helps. More importantly, thank you very much for listening. Check out the show on Twitter, at Love Cinema Pod. I am at Grayson Maxwell 1. I am at Rod Stillian. And I'm Christopher Bond. Mm. One day people are going to find your Twitter and then it's going to explode.
Um, check out the show on YouTube. We still have things there. And three. <laughs> send us an email to for the love of cinema podcast at gmail.com. And next week, we're going to be taking a look at Judas and the Black Messiah, which is theatrically and HBO Max released, and Nomadland, which is theatrical and Hulu. So you can we can enjoy both of those. Both those up for some awards. So it should be a hopefully a rewarding week to watch those two movies. Hopefully, but and you never can tell. I hope these are good. <laughs>